0: Hi, this is Mark Wade, writer of Daredevil, and you're listening to Longbox Heroes.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 547 of Longbox Heroes, the Lamborghini of comic book podcasts. Joe and Todd here. Todd, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing fantastic, Joe. I hope you're doing well, too.
1: I'm doing great. I'm ready to talk about some comic book stuff, related stuff, all sorts of stuff.
0: We're going to talk about stuff.
1: (laughs) That's right. We're going to talk about stuff and things, not necessarily in that order, because we do (laughs) Mm -hmm. actually have a ton of news this week. Uh, It was one one of those weeks where we record on a Tuesday night, and then Wednesday morning, there's like six stories, you know? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Uh, But things get sacrificed. Things get moved around. Uh, We have the full roll out for free comic book day coming this august and uh maybe an answer in regards to what's going on with DC uh the return of the rob watch and not one but two highly anticipated stories that's really Ooh. all i can tease at this point got to sweep those quarter hours you know <laughs>
0: um
1: We got digital uh, sales and freebies. We got what we read this past week, which is both Thor number 13 and Nightwing number 78. What we're looking forward to coming out this week, uh, Todd and Joe have issues talking about more Jonah Hex and more Spider-Clone saga. Uh, We have Todd's art attack, and we have spoiler-filled discussion of both The Flash and the debut of Falcon and Winter Soldier. Is it Falcon and Winter Soldier or Winter Soldier Falcon?
0: I think it's Falcon and Winter Soldier.
1: Okay. I don't know. It's Fa- Falcon and like, Winter Soldier. Yeah, Falcon and Winter Soldier s- it sounds right and is right, but I doubt myself, you know? I get you. Yeah. So let's kick things off with, I would say, probably the biggest news story of the week. Okay. Uh, when it comes to comic books. And... If the uh, the digital exclusives are to be believed, issue 5 of Inferior 5 is coming out next week. What? That's
0: crazy. But what the about biggest, the hard copy, Joes?
1: Biggest news story of the week. mm mm-hmm. uh, We thought this was dead. We thought this book was a goner, and we would never see it again. Well, um,
0: one of us did.
1: <laughs> well, went from a 12-issue maxi series to a six issue mini series to you got four issues and the last two issues are just going to be in limbo you know Mm
0: -hmm. but it's got the peacemaker and that's going to be a tv show that's going to tie into a movie so it's they have to put these out
1: so the fact that it's digital exclusive first has me worried Mm -hmm. and the fact that dc site and the fact that they're not as in tune with uh, Diamond these days makes it a little bit more difficult to see if it shows up. Right. Actually, because I really don't want to have to buy this th- the last two issues of this digitally because then I'll have to buy all the issues digitally.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, why don't you just buy the trade paperback when it comes out?
1: Oh, <laughs> Todd, that's just as funny as these issues actually coming out.
0: Exactly. Well, you don't think there's going to be a
1: trade? I think... And I could only hope that we get a photo cover of whoever the fine thespian playing the Peacemaker is mm-hmm. on the cover of the trade paperback, and it says the Peacemaker presents Inferior Five with a forward written by said fine thespian who's playing the Peacemaker, and it says now based on an original HBO Max television show.
0: I think it's I think the trade paperback's gonna work well with that thespian because yes. you're never gonna see that trade paperback. So. <laughs> you can't see it, you can't see it.
1: Oh. <laughs> well, it does say that it's time is now, and by now I mean next week., uh, so we mm-hmm. shall see. but yeah. again, a glimpse and this so another thing with this is um nothing came up in the Jeff Lemire email newsletter about this, right?
0: He's probably the last to know.
1: Right. Well, that's the thing. I'm sure he is the last to know. And if Salty Keith has had a newsletter, I would absolutely subscribe (laughs) to it. I just like to think that Salty Keith would be sent by Carrier Pigeon. (sighs) He would be writing it out by hand taking having somebody else come over and take a picture of what he wrote and then he goes figure out how to get that on the computer going back to bed let me fire up the
0: mimeograph
1: yes so more news from dc as we had mentioned last week you know the rollout for free comic book day is upon us um all the titles are out in marvel obviously being that dc is no longer there Uh, has two big books, and they do, you know, they do two books all the time. One is a Spider-Man Venom book, which I think is probably just gonna be the Spider-Man Venom book that was supposed to come out last year. Probably. And then there's an Avengers Hulk book. Now, again, we don't have creative teams in a lot of stuff uh, for this, but it looks like it's a lot of mostly reprint stuff, a lot of more manga-influenced stuff a lot of more stuff for the kids, which I'm all for.
0: Yep. Get them in the, get them into the hobby, you know?
1: Right, right. So the word was, when we had actually posed it last week, is whether or not uh, DC would have anything or they would just tell people to uh, get out the old Batman Day masks and give those out to people. Mm-hmm. Um, so it looks as though DC isn't going to be do any, doing anything. Um, just because of the question in regards to Diamond having a trademark on the phrasing free comic book day, Mm -hmm. but I don't think that's that big of a deal because DC can essentially just do whatever they want and they don't need to put the free comic book day branding on there. But then we run into the situation of as if they do something and it's not called free comic book day, does Diamond say you can't put this out with our stuff? You have to put like a barrier around the DC stuff. Now, DC hasn't announced anything. They've got other big announcements to discuss. But, um, but you know, it's still up in the air. And I guess a lot of the sticking point is, is can DC call their free comic book day, free comic book day. And I'm going to guess it does. And I'm going to say it doesn't matter.
0: Right. Um, but didn't, uh, didn't diamond say they can, they can join up, you know,
1: um so i think they did but i don't think dc would wanna
0: i think they will well, okay here's the thing it all depends on dc would do it and it's not and it's not up to the editors or the writers it's the bean counters at at&t yeah. trying to save every nickel right now Yeah. so if they if they say it's a go it'll happen but that's the only thing that I think is stopping them from doing I think DC would love to do it, to have mm-hmm. something out there on the rack to bring, you know, eyes to their products. But uh, I just think it's going to be like, no, we can't afford, AT&T and Warner Bros. can't afford to give away free comic books. Hmm.
1: So. And that's why I say they're probably just going to take some of the stuff that's been laying around for years that they've given out before for free and tell retailers and hey, put that out
0: probably probably yeah here's some you know what give away some uh some power rings to the kids for free comic book day we got a crate of them in the back right
1: well we'll charge you the retailers for them but give them out for free there you go so more dc news i guess um so it seems as though the going price for comic books these days is 3.99 American. Mm -hmm. U.S. dollars. Every once in a while, you get something. Maybe it's four ninety nine. Double size issue. Maybe it's you know thirty pages of story instead of twenty pages of story. Maybe it's a fancier, thicker cover that DC typically does. But three ninety nine seems to be the going rate for a comic book. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I've talked about it on here uh, that the Fortnite comic book. That's coming out for uh, DC is 4.99, And I get why that is, you know. Um, you know, whatever the licensee that they have to pay to Epic Games to do a Fortnite thing. And it's Batman. It's their most popular thing. You get the digital code for the in-game whatever. Okay, people are going to pay for that. I, I get it. I'll grit my teeth. We'll do it, right? Uh, so last week, the June solicitations came out. And I perused them. I put my June list together. Um, you know, when I typically do these things, I don't look at uh prices, I look at dates, I look at books, I look at creators, see where things are, right? Mm-hmm. So I missed it on my first go around, but other folks did not. That apparently, starting in June, the main Batman book and the Joker book are now going to be $5.99, right? And uh, no extra pages. Um, no delineation between the regular and the card stock covers
0: now i just want to say something because i noticed some somebody say something since i today yeah. that in that solicit that they have the cover of the book that's going to be that issue and it has a 499 cover so i'm wondering now people are saying that it might be a typo that the card stock is going to go up a dollar and the regular is going to go up a dollar so it's going to be 599 and $4. 499 but it's tough to tell because when you look at the picture that was in that story that we had it's blurry when you enlarge it but it still looks like 499 so i'm not sure what's going on And i think dc would be all over this if it was 499 you know what i mean
1: well the the big problem is of course is um dc does not do uh diamond right right They have their own separate thing through that Luna Distributors. And it was not available. And again, the days they put their stuff up does not coincide with the days that I do my thing. So it's very untoward. But I'm going to pull up the Luna order form right now and see what it says. Okay. To see if it is just a typo. And that's the thing. Like, nobody thinks to go to DC's, like, weird site that they have set up for this stuff because... It's DC's weird site that they have set up for this stuff, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even know where to go for Luna, to tell you the truth. <sighs> Anything popping up?
1: Well, uh, like I think so what you said was what the deal is with the Fortnite comics where the regulars four ninety nine and the card stock is five ninety nine.
0: No, I'm looking at the uh the uh issue 109 of Batman
1: which should no, be right, fu- right right no so right that's what you said about the 109 of Batman but that's what it is for Fortnite cuz that's like right in the front of the the previews you know mhm i'm just waiting like you would think like obviously Fortnite you want to push that to the front of their previews but you would think Batman and Joker would be a little bit further up in the book right as opposed to hidden <laughs> okay okay so one of the books that was on that list was the wonder woman black and gold right and both the regular and card stock are listed at Mm 5.99 and i know there was a superman book yeah so actually right in the batman solicitations like here you know here's it's his main story backup whatever Written by art cover, variant cover, you know, pride cover, variant cover, and then it says, price 599 all there, var- all covers. Okay. So I don't think that's you know what I mean? Right, I, I think it's 599
0: <laughs> I know, but it's just weird because I'm looking now through through it, but anyway,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, um, so <laughs> it's a top selling book. People are going to buy it regardless. I would assume. Right. Right. But is this the beginning of all their books being five, you know, five ninety-nine across the board?
0: Right. But okay. So you're in the actual like DC connect, right? Yeah. All right. So I'm that Batman one Oh nine. Right. Mm-hmm. You do see what I'm saying, though,
1: right? Right. The picture of is right. Where the picture on the cover, the UPC code says 4.99. Mm-hmm. But then the solicitation itself says 5.99. All covers
0: 5.99. Right. I, I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um. I, it's just weird. I don't know. I I have a feeling that something's weird here. You I, think I,
1: someone f- made a mistake?
0: i think this is the first mistake at dc in a long long time
1: oh my goodness <sighs> anyway um i'm sorry been to harp
0: on it but
1: no i've been enjoying the batman book um you know the first issue of Joker was good but if everything goes to 599 does marvel push and go 599 or does Marvel rub the holding the line at three ninety nine in their face?
0: I, I don't know. I think this might be one of, like, when it comes to the mad, mad Basis conspiracy theories, this is one of those to shut down print comics, man. Push the price into the stratosphere.
1: Well, I, you know what? I didn't even think that it would be a mistake because, as you mentioned, DC isn't the one to usually make printing errors on stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: How great would it be if it's actually $599 and somebody screwed up and the cover is gonna say $4.99? And like when you take it up, they're like, no, no, we gotta fleece you for an extra buck.
1: Yeah, that's that's fun to put in the laps of the retailers, huh? Right. What 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 could happen? Yeah. Ugh. I don't think these books are available to like order online yet, but I'll keep my eyes peeled on that as well. Right. So you're
0: saying you're not sure what you're... I'm going to keep going. What the heck? Well,
1: again, it's not like I was like, well, I'm done with comics because two books are a dollar more than what I was paying, or two dollars more, whatever the hell it is. Um, But once more and more books start going there and then that is just what it is at DC or Marvel or whatever, um, you know, I'm going to have to do some serious soul searching.
0: Right. Well, at least we'll be able to do the Patreon shows for years because we have about a billion previews.
1: That's true. (laughs) Uh, so we do have more news, and uh, I would say this might be a l- almost as big as that Inferior 5 news, if not slightly bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, Disney officially announced today that Black Widow yet again has been moved back uh, this time to July 9th, and in what I would say is a unprecedented move but not a surprising move, it is going to debut on Disney Plus the same day that it debuts in theaters.
0: I, I am actually a little bit shocked that it's going to be on Disney Plus because I just figured like at this this summer, at this point, they're they were going to try and get all the money that they can. You know what I mean? Like from the theaters, because there's always more money to be had in the theaters than like, oh, av- having it on your Disney streaming site, you know, which I guess they might pay a little bit extra for. But um I I'm just I'm absolutely shocked.
1: Right. And obviously, you know, the, the Disney Plus thing, it's not. You know, as part of your normal subscription, you get what they call premier access to it at a $30 vig. um, If you want to watch it within the first four weeks, and then it's available as part of your normal subscription after the fifth week. Um, But I could see them hedging their bets in a variety of different ways, um, looking at the success that they had with movies like Soul... Um, with Ray the Last Dragon, with Mulan, things like that, Um, doing well on the Disney Plus numbers, and this being the first Marvel movie to come back in some time, where enough people have maybe built up the habit of not going to the theaters. True. That it didn't matter when Black Widow came out that they weren't going to go see it in the theaters anyway, so why not make that option available to everyone? But... Having this be their first movie that comes back in theaters and, you know, maybe giving it a little bit more time to come back after the 4th of July weekend, where it's, you know, been publicly said by her elected officials (laughs) that they hope to have this rolled out and everyone be vaccinated or at least nearly vaccinated by 4th of July. You know. When did making movies become a business, Todd?
0: Oh, since the talkies.
1: But I guess another thing with this is um, them officially announcing, at least for now, July 9th, um, that Shang-Chi is going to come out uh, in September.
0: Everything gets rolled back.
1: Yeah, yeah. So everything, everything gets rolled back. But I don't think we've seen like a concrete date one way or the other on Shang-Chi, let Mm -hmm. alone here's a movie. That I would assume has been done for some time, or at least very close to being done, that has a release date six less than six months from now, and I don't think we've seen a stitch of footage from this film.
0: I I know nothing about it other than right. like that they that they they did get somebody to play Shang Chi and that's it.
1: Yeah, and I I'm
0: with you. I think it'll be pushed. I do think there was a definitive date like when they did like the Disney whatevers. Well, yeah. back you know how they would like oh this is the date this movie's gonna roll out on but obviously COVID messed that every everything up, um, but yeah I, I don't know and I don't know when we'll see a stitch of footage for uh, for Shang Chi and I mean in there we have the Eternals trying to come out this year too before Spider Man was supposed to be the Christmas movie you know that yeah. like and now Spider Man's your like one of your big boy movies like as much as I love. Black Widow and I love Shang-Chi and, you know, like, I'm I'm, never really an Eternals guy. Your measuring stick's going to be what they do with Spider-Man.
1: For sure. So, And, you know, Black Widow, I think, has potential if marketed right. And, you know, I I don't want to say that I knew, because that's a crazy thing to say. Um, Not that I watch tv that has commercials in it but there's been no print ads for the black widow movie in any comic books Mm -hmm. there's been no youtube ads that pop up on the youtube stuff that my kid watches there's been no force place social media ads for it and this movie you know as of this afternoon was to be released in like six weeks Mm -hmm. so i'm like okay i think some something might be going on that this might get delayed again um, obviously I don't think Spider-Man is going to be on Disney plus because Fox still has their fingers in that pie.
0: Oh yeah. I didn't even think about that.
1: Right. Because when they, cause with this, of course, um, you know, all the other Disney stuff, I think like the Cruella prequel, um, a bunch of the other Disney stuff that was supposed to be coming out. They kind of rolled out what their big releases they had planned up for the next 12 months. And they're like, "Hey, here's the dates for all these ne- releases. They're all going to be on Disney Plus same time as they are in the theaters. Spider Man on not on that list because I think of the Fox affiliation, that's going to be straight to theaters. I don't think that's going to be day and date on any of the streaming services because
0: who Who's gets stream- it? which
1: one yeah. gets it right?
0: Right. And here's my thing though that I that I find interesting is like you're saying that, and it didn't occur to me like no no promoted tweets for Shang Chi, no promoted tweets for tweets for uh or any news like on any of the the comic sites that we that we follow other than the moving black widow is like here's so and so discussing like their motivations for this but already we're getting like clips and releases of uh uh who plays J Jonah Jameson in the Spider-Man movies. You know who uh, I'm talking about. JK Simmons. JK Simmons is like JK Simmons teases like his return in the new Spider-Man movie is J Jonah Jameson and I'm like Oh, yeah, like, we have nothing for a movie that was supposed to be out in three weeks, like you said. But here they are, like, still, you know, the studio leaking Spider-Man tidbits from the actors. So, yeah, I'm 100% with you on everything you said.
1: So, uh, it's going to be interesting. Uh, I'm surprised if they moved it back that they didn't move it um, in conjunction with Free Comic Book Day. In September?
0: August. August, August. Well, you know what? You could always cram uh, Shang-Chi or The Eternals in there. If if you get the go for Black Widow, then it'll. I have a feeling they'll just be like, "Let's salvage the rest of this year fiscally to try and get in the black." Give me Shang-Chi, J- July, you know, August, September, so in there, like spread it out a little bit. But you get what I'm saying. So you could still have your Spider Spider Man movie for December.
1: Yeah, the cl- I think though the closest that we have is. You know, I know we had talked about it last week. There's nothing coming out the weekend of free comic book day, but the weekend prior is when the new suicide squad movie comes out. Granted that's DC and everything else like that, but at least there's a comic book movie happening somewhere around it.
0: Right. Well, yeah, there you go. But we'll see if we can go, if that, well, that'll probably be on HBO max at the same time too.
1: Yeah. Uh, So we do have one more bit of news, but this bit of news always (laughs) extra special. So it gets its own segment. Ask not for whom the Rob trolls. The Rob trolls for thee. And now. The Rob Watch. And that is, of course, the Rob Watch. With the June solicitations coming out. I know we had discussed this when this first was announced. But the first of the Rob's relaunch of the uh Archie. Impact Line Fighting American Type Characters mm-hmm. is coming out in June with a one-shot. Um apparently it's going to be a four-issue series of one-shots. Uh each div- uh focusing around one of the characters. The first one being the Shield, which is a shield-wear wielding patriotic superhero that allegedly predates even Captain America himself hmm and uh you know we just recently talked about this on previewing the past where dc had this big rollout uh for the impact line which they had licensed from archie to do those um dc was going to attempt to integrate them into the main dc universe in 2010 2011 the rights fully re- returned back to archie comics where they did their own little redo of it in 2015, and now here we are again. It's been six or so years, and now it's the Rob's turn of the barrel to do these comics.
0: <laughs> yep, th- this will be the charm. You know what I mean, Joe? This is when we're going to finally care about the characters.
1: Do you think that this is going to be the Rob just dusting off the scripts for 7 to 12 of Captain America for Heroes Reborn that they never got a chance to do? <laughs>
0: that doesn't sound like anything that the Rob would do
1: uh-huh.
0: all fresh up to date, you know, timely scripts for that guy.
1: Mm-hmm. So he is, uh, you know, uh, um, you know, doing the art and the script, at least in the first issue, you know,
0: hopefully he'll have a different anchor on every page and he can get to work with people.
1: He hasn't worked with yet. Uh, we shall see, <laughs> but you know, as, a uh, Someone who has become a lapsed The Rob fan, Mm -hmm. uh, at least of the podcast, you know, still download them. They're still in a folder. (laughs) Um, One day we'll open up that Pandora's folder, (laughs) but not anytime soon. Um, I'm here. I'll I'll get this, you know, we'll talk about it on the show. I'll force you to read this first issue.
0: Uh, Knife point or gun point? Uh, Shield point. Okay, because I'll take a stabbing, but not oh, nice. a shooting. I got padding, you know?
1: Yeah. yeah. I'll get a running start.
0: A running start <laughs> for me. Oh, on your bloat foot? That that won't be too hard.
1: <laughs> oh, boy. So be sure to check out all of our friends that do comic stuff and related stuff and things, whether it be <laughs> our local comic book sh- Store Comics at the Green, our good friend Becky, who uh does commissions and so forth, both in and around the store. Uh Jason Sandberg's Jupiter, uh uh Chris Runt's Battle Monsters, both of those over at Comicsology, uh, Rick Williams The Chop Shop, the resin stuff that he does, Kevin Hellion's the Mass Library blog that he has. Uh, of course, all of those links are in the show notes to every one of these episodes. And, of course, this episode and all episodes in the soon-to-be-named network can be found at soon-to-be-namednetwork.com, soon-to-be-namednetwork.tumblr.com. Uh, heart the posts there. Don't leave reviews on iTunes or Stitchers oh. or iHeartRadio or anything else like that. When you see the posts of your favorite soon-to-be-named network shows show up on soon-to-be-named network.com or soon-to-be-named network.tumblr.com whether it be this show or long box heroes after dark or at odds with wrestling or puzzle warriors three or profane arguments or wednesday night war or final wrestling place or porch talk or the returning uh wings on wings when you see those posts come up i think you could like the posts on tumblr or heart them or favorite them or something do that I'll know that you did it. And that's (laughs) more important than some algorithm. Aren't I? Aren't I more important than an algorithm, Todd? Mm
0: -hmm. Okay.
1: (laughs) Uh, Also in the show notes is the uh, digital sales this week. And Marvel, more than making up for having one last week, I think have five this week. Uh, Sale on stuff written by Karen Gillan stuff about carnage stuff about the x-men universe stuff about falcon and winter soldier uh idw is having a sale on ninja turtle related stuff dc is having an explore the multiverse sale uh idw for some reason is having a godzilla sale as well (laughs) And image for some reason is having a sale on invincible related stuff from robert kirkman wow the uh invincible series starts on amazon prime this weekend
0: oh that's good i hope you enjoy
1: it uh i'm gonna try to enjoy it i'm gonna try <laughs> work it in when i can we'll see uh how the homework assignment goes from adam over on add odds goes
0: i oh, hope it's a good one and
1: it, it rarely is mm. so you like that collapsible segment there on getting those plugs and everything else in
0: i do it collapsed in on itself i think
1: <laughs> let's get into what we read from this past week where would you like to begin
0: I'm going to start with the book I was looking forward to most and I think you were looking forward to it too, right? Yeah. Okay, I got confused there for a second. And that's Nightwing number 78, written by Tom Taylor, art by Bruno Redondo. Um this is basically, you know, getting back into the groove of Dick Grayson as Nightwing, not Rick Grayson or any of that other stuff that they did. Um the book starts out with a flashback of young Dick Grayson, you know, probably even before he was Robin, but he was still, you know, uh, a ward of Bruce Wayne, you know, standing up to bullies. And he ends up, you know, be uh, running into Barbara Gordon and her father and how all that goes, which is kind of good to see. And then we get to see, like, him coming home after standing up to bullies. And, and Alfred has a talk with him, who, once again, Alfred is always – like, Alfred Dunright is is fantastic Cut to the future. Dick Grayson's, you know, patrolling Bloodhaven, um, running around, sees a bunch of thugs beating up on a three-legged dog. So he defends them, defends them, beats the guys up. Um, While this is going on, blockbusters, doing like, you know, backroom meetings, uh, putting people in positions of power. Um, Somebody's not doing what he wants, so he replaces them in a cool way. And uh, we find out later who she is and what her – relationship to dick grayson is which i find really cool and as the the book goes on dick grayson's like realizing well you know i don't know how long i can do this nightwing thing because you know uh batman's lost all his money see you know tinian's batman and he gets back to his apartment and barbara's waiting for him uh and she ends up discussing well i have a letter from for you from alfred and alfred you know explain some stuff, which relates to the opening scene, everything very touching. And it's a way for Dick Grayson to keep doing what he does as a hero. And overall, but like to say the review of this book is I absolutely love this book. Um, from Bruno Redondo's art, who was doing suicide squad. There's two pan, two pages in here that I absolutely love. There's one of Dick Grayson leaping from building to building that is absolutely just gorgeous, and then there's another one of Dick reading the letter from Alfred, who's you know obviously dead, with Barbara on a uh, fire escape. Absolutely gorgeous, and I almost wept openly when you know that with that letter and Alfred being the perfect Alfred. Not only was he a kind of a father to Bruce, he was definitely a father to Dick too. After his parents passed away, this book is the book that I feel like. Th- New 52 and Rebirth never happened. If you wrote this book before New 52, it would absolutely fit. If you're looking for that feeling of one book, of one character that that has that pre-New 52 feel, this is like sliding right back into my DC. So I absolutely... I, I couldn't get enough of this book. I, this book is on my list till till Tom Taylor and Bruno Ronaldo leave this book.
1: Uh, yeah, I... I, I echo pretty much all of those sentiments again uh tom taylor bruno redondo they did that suicide squad mini so they roll over into this um i didn't read some of the other stuff that was going on as you mentioned when uh nightwing's name was rick grayson for some mm-hmm. reason right um you know when i'll give most things a try but sometimes something will slip through or maybe the creative team just isn't uh appealing enough to me but Sometimes to get people back into the door, you need to play some of the old hits and you need to have a Nightwing story where there's an Alfred moment. Mm -hmm. I'll go and say a bold statement here. And obviously I think we can freely speak that Alfred is dead in the current DC universe, but no one's really ever dead. Right. Um, That Alfred is currently dead. um, That his relationship with uh, Dick Grayson is better than his relationship with Bruce. Uh,
0: no doubt. I feel like the relationship with Bruce was the trial run that he kind of botched. I like that. And with Dick, it was like, okay, I'm going to make sure like, I'm not going to make the same mistakes. And Dick wasn't the same person because Dick seemed to Dick got the, uh, the got to the super, like to the vengeance sooner. So that fire was quenched where like Bruce, like seethed until he could train and everything Where like Dick Grayson went into it much earlier. So yes, I do totally believe that, uh, he might be, it would either be him or, or Tim that have the best relationship with, with Alfred. But I think it would probably be Dick by a, by a hair. You know what I mean? It's definitely not Damien.
1: No, so, as mentioned, we got the relationship stuff with Alfred, we've got Barbara being here, we've got Blockbuster being the villain. Um, I would say to put it into a parlance that maybe uh, you would understand being a fan of this particular iteration of this, Nightwing works best when he's as close to Mark Wade's Daredevil as possible.
0: Okay. Yes, that's That's fine. I would even say that Mark Wade's Daredevil, when he created him, was a ripoff of Chuck Dixon's Nightwing.
1: Okay, I'll give you that.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Mm-hmm. Even down to Redondo drawing Blockbuster in a way that, you know, if you squinted, you might think it was the kingpin. Uh,
0: That's the one that I I would differ on. Yeah, (laughs) Blockbuster was get.
1: But you get what I'm saying, that, um, you know, it's the crime boss, he's pulling the strings... Mm-hmm. He's the big, hulking figure. You got the swashbuckling, carefree, you know, sort of crime fighter. He's got the equally skilled, maybe ninja, maybe bat-trained, bat Batgirl, whatever. And I'm not saying that these are bad things, and I'm not saying that these are things that you should decry either story for, but if for some reason you're like why am i reading nightwing 78 with no input no entry point no anything isn't this just fake batman you're like no it's kind of even better night it's kind of even better daredevil how about that
0: that it that is a good way to put it he's fun batman yeah he's like he's yeah i yeah there's a lot going on there yep
1: so yeah nightwing's uh always good always worth a shot and uh you know I haven't read a ton of stuff from Tom Taylor, but everything that I've read of his in the last 12 to 18 months has been really good. So he's, uh, you know, written in pencil, not in pen just yet. And that buy at all costs, I don't need to read the solicitation. Just tell me when it comes out list, you know?
0: Right. But if I was going to put my same, if I was going to push all my St. Patrick's Day coins into the, you know, center of the table, Joe, I'm going to say this is going to be the book that puts them on the map. You think so? Yes, it is it's going to it's it's an incontinuity bat book. I mean, he couldn't have Batman because Tinian's doing so much with him at 599 um that he can't, you know, can't get that book. But this is the book that's not a what if or like the detective book that he's doing that's Batman 40 years in the future or whatever. Um, but this is just enough bat in continuity to get him put on the map, as far as I'm concerned
1: um i wouldn't i'd be okay with that um i think if his his uh suicide squad book came out alongside the new suicide squad movie whether it was totally the same or not i think that would have been the thing that rocketed him um i'm glad that it's on something unrelated so it could stand on its own merits if that makes any sense
0: right but i think like This this is going to be the book that even with the Suicide Squad movie, like you could go back to the Suicide Squad when the first movie came out. Obviously, you know, it's not James Gunn, but that didn't get any put like nobody cared about that book. I just think there's something with bats that, you know, you always get the the, you get more exposure
1: as long as they don't raise it to six dollars an issue. I'll be okay. Yep. So the other book that we both read from this past week was Thor number 13 written by Donnie Cates with art by Nick Klein. Uh, the penultimate uh, chapter of the Prey storyline. Very long, long story short. Back in the day when Thor had an alter ego, Dr. Donald Blake. Uh, that persona, that person, that whatever, has not been around in the Thor comic for quite a quite some time Mm -hmm. and uh where he's been has essentially driven him mad and he has decided that not only is going he going to take out everyone that has been a thor previous uh to him he is also going to chop down the world tree and this is what sparks uh valkyrie jane foster to go and get odin to finally get off his keister and help out And all of the remaining Thors that are still kicking, whether it be Throg, whether it be Beta Ray Bill, uh, whether it be Odinson, son himself. uh, become too big. Um, He's taken out, what is it, the World Serpent?
0: Yes. Yes. I don't know what it is, but it's definitely a serpent.
1: Yes. Uh, So Donald Blake has gone mad with power. So now everyone needs to get on the same page to take him down and uh yeah this has been a fun ride uh i'm excited to see how it ends uh, especially with the the uh donny cates with this book has been really good on those last page cliffhangers throughout the entirety of his 13 issues here
0: oh yes definitely what thor you know does to be able to to get out of where he's going for a little bit and fight uh donald blake i was like okay i'm down with this and you write a lot of a lot of things and i'm like I think we may have treaded over this area before. I'm like, there's not too many people that I could say that I was, that could transition from another big person doing the book and doing it as far as I'm concerned differently, but equally as well. Like to go from Jason Aaron to Donnie Cates on Thor. Like you think that would be a trick, but boy, oh boy, I enjoy it just as much but in a different way than Jason Aaron's Thor. And I like I said, I can only think a couple of people like Wade to Jeff Johns on The Flash kind of stuff. And that's some high praise for me, at least. You know what I mean? I'm really enjoying this run.
1: Yep. Um, and again, I don't want to say that it was a pleasant surprise because I think Donny Cate has enough cachet uh, to be able to come in, but having a tough act to follow, mm-hmm. like Todd mentioned, his book is good and different in a way that's not so different that it doesn't fit into the stories that have come before and no character like thor can be so uh, irreversibly damaged that the next writer coming in can't tell the story if that makes any sense
0: right and like i always say and i think i've said it here before is you never want to be the guy after the guy yeah you want to be the guy after the guy after the guy but in rare instances it does work
1: yeah, so this is, uh, like I said, this has been really good. Uh, I, I highly recommend checking this out as well. You know, if you're a Marvel Unlimited person or just a Donny Cates fan, I'll be wondering if he continues what he'll be doing next after he uh, stops his run on Venom here in a couple months. But yeah, he's mm-hmm. been really good too.
0: Yep, I'll follow him wherever he goes.
1: Yep. Last week, let's get into what we're looking forward to coming out this week. Uh, if you head over to longboxheroes.com, every Tuesday around noon Eastern Time, we put up the poll post, which is a link to a link to all the books that are coming out this week. Whether you get your books in print, whether you get them digitally, whether you get them sent to your home, however it is that you get your books, be forewarned, be forearmed, know what's coming out this week. Todd and I attempt to guess what the other is most looking forward to coming out each week. Todd is still in the lead with me over me with one correct guess. Uh now i'm looking at your list of stuff mm-hmm. and you got more stuff than me and you got more stuff than you did last week right uh and i'm gonna just take a shot here and say the book you're most looking forward to coming out this week is alien number one
0: it is alien number
1: one love yay the alien, there you go
0: love the alien franchise um uh, while I'm I'm looking over your list, I have a question for you. Is there anything special about Amazing Spider-Man sixty-two? Like, is it the end of a story? Is there a big thing going to happen? Or
1: uh, other than the fact that it's just a fantastic issue of the Spider-Man comic, mm-hmm. um, th- uh, this is the debut of the new fancy costume.
0: Okay, is this the book you're looking forward to most? No. Is it Maestro War and Pax?
1: It is Maestro Warren and Pax.
0: Okay, See, you were um, feeding me, you were tricking me.
1: No, hey, listen, I, you, I, you asked me a question and I gave you an answer. Mm-hmm. I was going to try to say, don't let that lead you astray, but I just want to give you the direct answer. I didn't want to give you any additional or less information.
0: Right. See, you. Be- I think you gave me a straight answer, but you bedazzled that answer, Joe. Mm.
1: Um, but I was like have Spider-Man's one th- new costume
0: Yes, yes I also have to say one thing That like in the solicit for this week That you put another lean Like a Slender Reed week Yes And come on, you missed a great punt. It should have been Slender Reed R-E-A-D <laughs> You're slipping,
1: Joe Well, I've been slipping for a long time mm-hmm. well, we're So all tied- uh, We're all knotted up again We're all tied up Yep. So while you're over at Longbox Heroes, of course, be sure to check out all the other stuff that Todd and I have done, whether it be past episodes of this show, past episodes of After Dark, and also the current and ongoing uh, Todd and Joe Have Issues, where I am reading for the first time the mid-2000s Jimmy Palmiotti-Justin Gray run of Jonah Hex, and Todd is reading the Spider-Clone saga. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, Todd sprung on me some extra supplemental material to go along with what I read here. So, so the, okay, so these two issues, issues 19 and 20, um, are tied together? But yes. Not really, but are? Um,
0: yes, it's basically almost bookended by a story yeah. of the guy who uh hires jonah in the beginning of, of issue 19
1: right uh so jonah 19 again uh, these two uh issues have art by phil noto who you had said is kind of like the uh you're not the regular artist but as regular as an artist on this book as you can get right
0: no because he probably only has one or two more issues
1: oh okay this well, is a constant this
0: this whole run was to work with all the artists jimmy wanted to work with and justin gray Got like it's, uh, yeah, there would be guys greatest hits. They'd come back, but it's like, oh, I want to work with this guy and work with that guy. Um, Jordy Bernay would probably be the closest one who does the most. He does seven or eight or issues. And then like on top of that, seven or eight covers, you know what I mean? But go ahead. Sorry.
1: Uh, So Jonah comes into town, of course, is a a scuffle, if you will. Uh, Jonah is brought to the office of the guy who runs the local casino. The gambling
0: yeah. in town, right? And probably like everything else in town, he's the rich guy, you know.
1: Sure. Um. And in their in their heated conversation, uh, Jonah learns that the guy is offering a bounty of three thousand dollars as two of two of his nephews uh, were kidnapped in the middle of the night. Jonah thinks there's something up uh, because no one else has taken him up on this offer. Mm-hmm. Um and then the guys like you bring me my nephews and the men responsible uh for this and you get your money all in gold uh Jonas still thinks that there's something up with it but of course uh he takes the uh you know he takes the case of course right mm-hmm. uh the case like he is a detective or something the bounty right yeah. uh so in doing so, he you know, and a lot of this is like a month later, several weeks later, or what have you, right? Right. And we end up now here in Kansas, and listen, there's a lady of the evening here, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And she's luring men back to her room, and it's mostly men that no one's really gonna miss or care about, or so forth. She keeps an eye on them for a couple days, notices that they're not with a group of people, notices that they're definitely from out of town. And then she usually kills them, robs them, and then has her big meathead man go dump them in the abandoned mine. Mm-hmm. And this is something that she's been doing for quite some time. And one of the other uh, um, ladies of the evening, I don't want to say runs afoul of her, but obviously they too do not get along. Okay. Um, and word gets out, of course, through the sheriff that she has been dumping these bodies. Now, do they say her name? Um, because I know the wanted poster it said Madam Blood, but I don't think like that's what she calls herself, right?
0: Um, they did. That's like when when I look up, that's what they call the character, but okay. they never give Madam Blood her name. But they do name the other lady of, of the evening. Do you know what the other the, the one that helps Jonah's name is? I forget. Dusty Rose.
1: <laughs> she not the American dream herself.
0: Right. R-O-S-E, not Rhodes, but yes. Oh,
1: okay. So it I guess it turns out um two of them, uh two of the people that she had killed and dumped in the mine were this guy's two nephews, right? hmm So Jonah brings them back in the coffins and says, Listen, um, you know, I'm the one who took them down. Uh I'm the one who you know, whatever. I got in a technicality. I brought them back. I'm the one who killed them, even though I'm not the one who killed them. Um, give me my money. And they do it in the middle of town in front of the sheriff. And the sheriff is like, listen, you know, a deal's a deal. You better give him his money. But, uh, Joni, you better get uh, get out of town, you know? Mm-hmm. Um. So, and again, what's the the guy's name? The guy who runs the casinos or whatever?
0: um mr bank i'm trying to think i have it here give me one second Mm -hmm. um but sorry
1: so joan is off of course because now there's a bounty on madam blood um because of course she's the one who's tied to all those bodies that were in the abandoned mine but of course he needed to take care of the first deal of the two nephews first uh he goes into the bar where she is shows the wanted poster she sticks a bunch of her goons on her. There's a big firefight. She tries to make a getaway. Jonah shoots her. She falls off the uh, cliff, and, or off the cliff, off the roof. And uh, Jonah takes her to the mine uh, and leaves her there, essentially. Right. And that's the end of issue 19. Mm-hmm. So and I we- guess we, we could stop there and talk okay. about the extra stuff that you gave me
0: yep and the name of the guy was mr parks okay who was not involved in any of the extracurricular stuff that i gave you
1: right so just the part of the madam blood luring the guys back to the room killing them robbing them and dumping them in a mine um dc animated decided to make a fun uh short out of this Right. And what was this originally on? Because like usually um, when DC would release these things, it'd be like, oh, here's the main feature, and then this is the second feature. What was the I want, Jonah thing, a second feature on?
0: I want to say it was on DC, uh, Batman the Red Hood or something like that. Okay. Uh, but yeah, because that's what they would do. And then they ended up putting out a DVD of all the shorts that they did as a separate thing. If you just wanted the shorts, you can buy those.
1: Right okay because i i recall it being on that as well right Mm -hmm. yeah um so you know obviously they uh, it was weird seeing the jonah stuff in a very anime you know um eastern influence style i guess would be the best way to say it
0: yep and it was definitely under the red hood that it was on the front i'm sorry
1: okay um And having just read this and seeing, I don't want to say the liberties that they took, but it's like they took the greatest hits of it, right? Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of voice acting type people that were in there that maybe were big deals or maybe went on to be bigger deals after they did this. Um, I saw Michael Rooker as one of the voices in there, and I couldn't pick out his voice out of anyone. I'm sure he was like one of the goons or something.
0: Michael Rooker was the first one who comes up to the room and gets killed.
1: Oh, okay. He's the one who's like don't let it fool you, you know what I mean? I I may have,
0: you know, looked tired, but I can get the job done.
1: Right. So, uh yeah, you know, um the the animated thing was good. It was just weird seeing Jonah Hex's style mm-hmm. uh in such an anime-influenced style.
0: Right. Um personally, I actually think this story as the animated version works better than the version in the comic. Oh, okay. I think it's streamlined. Like, because obviously the story with Mr. Park goes into the second issue, blah, blah, blah. But what they took for this, I think just works as a story. And I like the fact that, you know, they give credit to Jimmy Palmiotti and Justin Gray and Phil Noto. But my, my favorite thing is Joe R. Lansdale did the story, like, fixed, made it. So they can do it for the cartoon. And he was the one who did the Vertigo run of Jonah Hex. So I'm fine with it. And I love like the the music to it. And like it's got that like, uh, you know, uh, the good and the bad, the ugly kind of twang music to it. I, I was kind of like if they just took all 70 issues and the hardcover of Joan, of Gray and and, and Palmiotti's run and just did showcases of them, I would be 100% fine with it. But that's me because I'm a bit of a Jonah Hex fan. If you haven't already figured that out,
1: I have. I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was good. You know, it was good. But it was just like I said the 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 art style, I guess, just was a little, or the animation style was a little bit for me to get used to. Right.
0: Right. I I get what you're saying.
1: Uh. So issue twenty starts. Uh. Mister Parks, men, the sheriff, and so forth, uh, are tasked with bringing Jonah back in. Uh, and they stumble upon a drunk sleeping passed out Jonah <laughs> and that's maybe not the fairest way to do these sort of things so they decide to hang Jonah upside down from a tree now maybe i have to i i need some clarity on in regards to this so it starts off with uh while Jonah's being hung upside down uh he pukes on himself or on the ground mm-hmm. and there's some vultures that are laying around now How does Jonah exactly make himself bleed? Because maybe the art's not a little clear. He doesn't bleed. He vomits. No, no, no. So he vomits, right? Mm -hmm. But then, like, in the panels, he's, like, obviously talking to the buzzards. They're not going to come over. Oh, okay, yeah. And then there's, like, a panel where, like, I really can't tell what he's doing with his face. And then in the next panel, they show the back of his head... And, like, blood is clearly pouring out from his, like, nose or his mouth or his something He's the his of vomit.
0: He's biting his tongue. He's making his tongue
1: bleed. Okay. So, again, maybe not 100% clear from the art, but what is clear is this is Jonah's (laughs) trick to lure the buzzard over, to bite it on the neck, and rip its head off so that Jonah can get something to... Uh, get the beak of the buzzard to cut the ropes in some real MacGyver action here out of Jonah Hex.
0: Better than MacGyver, Joe.
1: Well, that's a very long list of folks that are better than MacGyver, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're watching from afar the sheriff and his men. And they say that's very entertaining uh, watching Jonah do this. And uh, they're not going to kill him, but they do pretty much crush his fingers so he ain't going to be able to shoot them. And they kind of leave him for dead there, right? Mm -hmm.
0: Which is always a good idea.
1: Yeah, because, you know, this is at least the third time since we've been reading this that Jonah's been left for dead. And the people are like, well, that's the end of that chapter. We'll never have to worry about him. Mm -hmm. So while Jonah is walking back to civilization, he runs into previously recurring character in the book, Chaco. And uh, Chaco assists him into coming into town, but Chaco is being chased by people. yes uh Jonah uh jumps off the horse takes out those guys and uh maybe even slugs Chaco a bit there's a little bit of so I enjoy when Jonah and a character have that sort of back and forth rapport mm-hmm. but I like how it's different with everyone where Chaco will maybe give Jonah the business but Jonah ain't having any of Chaco's business right there's... Right
0: there's even a great scene like after Jonah ends up like because he can't use his fists he ends up kicking the two guys that uh that are attacking Chaco because he says he stole a horse kind of a deal and when he's all done Chaco's standing there and he uh he's Chaco like uh you know chimes off to Jonah and Jonah looks down at his broken fingers and just just ends up slugging him with the broken hand and I'm like all right that's pretty funny, but uh, yeah, I don't think Chaco and Jonah is you know close friends at all. You
1: know? Right, but Jonah will give it to Chaco like he gives everyone else. Chaco will push back a little bit at Jonah, but Jonah doesn't sell it, if you will.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, they ride into town. They go back to the saloon where Jonah had previously dispatched of Madame Blood, I would assume, and the not-American dream Dusty Rose is there, a little bit more grown-up than the last time that we've seen her, maybe? A little bit, yeah. Maybe she's in charge. Uh, she and Jonah make a deal. Um, and again, she drives a bit of a hard bargain for Jonah to accompany them to Texas. And obviously the fact that they have to travel with uh, Chaco is not uh, preferred, if you will. Mm-hmm. And uh, in doing so... um they go back to mr parks's room and through a series of judas traveler-esque notes in in uh parks office the whole thing is rigged up with dynamite jonah blows the whole thing up and uh jonah gets his revenge as he always does yes he does and again a little bit lighter a little bit looser of an issue you know you have that uh I'll say the scene with the vulture was maybe one of the more inspired things Mm -hmm. I've uh, seen in a comic book, uh, Jonah Hex or otherwise, you know?
0: Right. Um, There's one thing that I do like interesting about like Chaco is Chaco – like Jonah's like talking to Chaco and he's like, oh, well, you know – this and, that. and Chaco's like, well, uh, I want to get some ladies. And he's like, well, what about that uh, mutelet girl that you were, you know, going to marry back in town? And he's like, ah, yeah, like Chaco likes to get around. And, and uh, but yeah, I should be going back back home to him. And I'm like, eh, I don't know if everything with Chaco, you know, is, is completely truthful sometimes, <laughs> Joe.
1: Yeah, he may be, uh, you know, trying to put on airs to impress Jonah. Sure. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. But yeah, I enjoy it like anytime. And I do like Phil Noto. And I do like the vulture scene. So yeah yeah i'm down with it um but uh so that leads me to mine which was which issue of spider-man i'm confused at this
1: Spider-Man point. spider-man 56
0: F- 56 so basically last we left our you know heroes um the jackal and little jack um who's a clone of peter like uh, apparently everybody is but anyway um he had uh brought out he was supposed to say that they're you know that uh Peter's the real Peter's there, but instead he brings out, uh, Gwen Stacy. And that's the, this time it's the real Gwen Stacy and Peter's having none of it. So Peter and, you know, like Peter goes after the Jackal and and this and that, and they keep switching back where through a series of events, the Jackal will talk to Peter or to Ben separately while something's going on. And the Jackal's like, Hey, that's the love of your life and uh, let, let her get dressed because she's uh you know, she's indecent right now because she comes out naked, very, you know, subtle whiffs of smoke or is able to hide stuff. And I do like the things like, yeah, maybe you can help her pick out new go-go boots. I was like, all right, that's funny. Um, He, uh, you know, and he tells him like, this is your chance. This is the girl. I know you're married, but kiss her. What can it hurt? You know what I mean? Like Peter's like, no, I'm, I'm married, you know, and I have my life and I'm sorry, Gwen, and they're fighting, but through the back and forth, um, whenever he's with Ben, he's like, Ben, I, I just want you to know you're the real one. Uh, he's the clone and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you know, I, I programmed your life and I, this is how I did it and everything and he's like and Ben's like oh my god but then when he talks to 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 Peter he's like no you're the real one and he's the clone and it's going like back and forth and while all this is going on Jack's like hey um about that clone degeneration thing like can we talk about that and the jackal's just like abusing him and that's not going to come back to bite the jackal at all you know what i mean so they they go and they're like, uh, in the end, it's like the, the Gwen clone starts at the proper moment. Gee, Joe, it's almost like you said it. Um, this is the moment we have to find out she's not real. So that's she just starts disintegrating and it's, it's a sad moment, but yeah, at this point it's like, everybody's a clone. Nobody's a clone. I don't know what's going on. I hope this wraps up. There's a side story where MJ's at the hospital with aunt may who's, you know, fighting, but she doesn't know if she's one of a fighting, but as far as I'm concerned, you know, this is the push for her to to get that clean bill of health and amazing Spider-Man 400. So let's go for that. But in the end, uh, the Jackal goes like, oh, uh, I'm leaving. He goes through a magic mirror, takes, uh, you know, and and he's left with Jack, Ben and Peter. And he's like, you know, maybe you could find the, re- I lied the whole time. Neither of you are the, the, the real Peter, but he's in here somewhere. Uh, maybe you can find him before the whole place explodes. And they try to get through the magic mirror that the Jackal went through. And Jack tells him, Hey, you know what? You're, you're never going to get through that mirror. It doesn't work that way. Um, if you, you have a chance, maybe if you go back to the door the, between the two of you, you can bust out. Jackal doesn't like that. He's like, come here, Jack. You're leaving with me. Blah, blah, blah. Like, you shouldn't have done that. Um, they managed to get out and I, I forgot to mention at the beginning of it, uh, scryer and, and, and Kane are still watching on and everything like that. Um, and in the end, the place does blow up, but now there's a pod left behind. And is the pod, the thing that the real Peter Parker's in, because now I've been told that these two are the clones I don't know. It's. I mean, I condensed this because there was a lot of going back and forth, which I really didn't care about at that point. I did like the jackal being kind of like, like weird with their like who was the clone, but at this, it would have been good if we hadn't played this game. And I know we're gonna draw it out for another eleven months. So it was an interesting issue, but ah, eh, you know what I mean. If that makes any sense.
1: Yeah. Um. So I mentioned last week that pretty much is all lies. Mm-hmm. Um, the Jackal repeatedly and continually says, you're the real one, you're the fake one. And then when his little sh- you know, thing there explodes, and then there's the one extra pod of the third person. And obviously that one's the real Peter, right? Mm-hmm. No, if um, ands or does, buts yep how the clone degeneration just happens when the story needs it to and the fact that kane is watching the entire time the, from the shadows and he can't act but scryer is also there watching kane and he also says he's not going to act mm-hmm. we don't really know why kane isn't acting he should be acting the entire time he has acted very clearly, very straightforwardly, killing multiple people so far into the 11 weeks that we've been doing this, um, you know, not in addition to just random goons, but Dr. Octopus and Craven's son notwithstanding, but will not interfere here. Um, and I forget if this becomes more clear or not hmm. as to why, um... But there's a couple, two, three benchmarky things that happens, but this was the definitive of we need to fill things out to pad to get to these new goalposts that we've moved for ourselves, you know?
0: Okay, because now I have a question on that then. See, I didn't know if it was so much filling out, like moving the goalposts, because the next two issues that you have me reading, right, um... Which will then lead into Amazing Spider-Man 400. Because I felt that, uh, we, I always felt that like Amazing for Spider-Man 400 would be where they would reveal that Ben is the real, Peter's the clone, blah, blah, blah. So were these two issues always part of the story? Like, I guess I'll know more when I read them. But you get what I'm trying to ask. Like, I don't feel like like maybe they weren't intentionally stretching it out because they had these two issues before 400. And then anything after 400 is stretching it out.
1: Um, so, okay. So these two issues that we just read here and last week's one issue of Smoke and Mirrors, the next two issues that we're going to read, um, which is, and again, just for those keeping track, um, Spectacular Spider-Man number 222 and Web of Spider-Man 123. These five issues, I think not... Uh, they were always planned to be part of whatever the storyline was, but whatever was supposed to happen in these issues got changed into what we're ending up reading so that we could stretch things out. Okay. Um, Because obviously I think these two, three, four, five issues are supposed to be more finite, getting us to issue 400 to give us more clear-cut answers as opposed to more, and I don't even want to say red herrings because these are just, um, these are just very clearly attempting to confuse the reader to hopefully to keep you on board while we answer these new questions that we're adding that don't really need to be added.
0: Right. Okay, because I mean, like I said, I I don't know, but right now is about to be where it goes off the rails, so. Mm-hmm. Because even as I was oh. reading this issue I was like, I don't care, Jackal Just, you know Especially knowing what it was supposed to be And what the outcome will be You know, ugh
1: Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get there, you know
0: Hmm. But come on, Ant may get better
1: Maybe not mm. So like I said uh for next week it'll be those two issues spectacular spider-man 222 web of spider-man 123 and jonah hex 21 yes sir just one issue of uh jonah hex next week and i think that's for the best
0: right i don't even think there's too many two-parters after this but anyway
1: Mm -hmm. so i need to is this part of it i need to double check something real quick
0: okay just Clone Saga stuff?
1: Yeah, I'm just double checking some Clone Saga stuff. Mm-hmm. Because that is issue there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we do not get the resolution of the Aunt May stuff during the um Clone Saga stuff.
0: Oh, no, I know how it turns out after the Clone Saga. Okay. Uh- I mean, all joking aside, I'm, I know what happens in 400 and then I know what the retcon is later.
1: Okay. Okay. So we're going to, uh, when we get to 400, we're going to talk about that.
0: Mm -hmm. Cause that doesn't now that the resolution, the retcon, the explanation does not happen during any of the clone saga. It's like later, later. Okay. Cool beans.
1: (laughs) Well, not really, but again, it's what we all have to deal with now
0: Well, you know what, this is one of those where you Adam the homework So, where we both have to suffer now from here on out
1: Well, and that's the, so this part is just like The part where they throw in the extra confusing bits mm-hmm. Is rough, right? There is some good stuff later Okay, you know, I'll take that we'll word for again. It.
0: I'll take your word for it.
1: It's not anytime soon, you know?
0: See, I don't know if you know this, Joe, but this storyline is much maligned.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So uh, while you're over at longboxheroes.com, be sure to check out our store where you can purchase shirts and pins and stickers with our fancy logo on them directly from me. I'll put them in a little package, send them out to you. Uh, Or you can head over to RT Public Store as there is a sale going on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday of 35% off everything that you can get logos inspired from this show, After Dark, Add Ons With Wrestling, Final Wrestling Place on everything from shirts to stickers to notebooks to tapestries to throw pillows to everything in between. Be sure to check that sale out if you are so inclined. Uh, You can also sign up for our Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. You get two bonus shows from Todd and I, uh, one Six Never Seen Movies Before and the other Previewing the Past where we go through 30 years ago to the dates. uh, Previews catalog uh, for a lot of those adventures. Of course, you've been hearing about those over on After Dark. At the $5 and up level, you get those two bonus shows two weeks before everyone else as well as After Dark. Uh, Three days before everyone else. Uh, One more way that you can help us out, of course, is by making any and all of your purchases through our Amazon click through uh, at the top of the page at longboxheroes.com. They call it an advertising fee. I call it the thing that makes Todd happy at the end of the month when he gets his cut of the advertising fee. Yeah. Mm hmm. Some of the notable purchases through the Amazon click-through this past week include uh, somebody purchased a $20 PlayStation Store gift card. Uh, that's cool. always a good opportunity there.
0: Right. I hope it wasn't Adam's brother because it's going to be useless. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that's, that's for another day, I think, in another show.
0: Right, right. Teasing, uh, you know?
1: Yeah. Somebody purchased the two-CD set of Phil Collins' The Singles.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, somebody purchased Stevia in the Raw Sweetener and Truvani Plant-Based Power Protein Powder. Uh, so somebody is looking to uh, get fit and jacked in a healthy plant-based way. And mm-hmm. somebody also purchased an AV composite cable, you know, the old red, yellow, and white wires that you would hook up to your TV for mm-hmm. a VCR or video games. And an RCA to HDMI converter. So someone uh, contacted their tech guy to do a bunch of stuff with some old uh, equipment, I guess. Right, right. So thank you to anyone and everything that has been purchased through the Amazon click-through, whether it be this week, last week, last month, last year, or forever. Uh, We do greatly appreciate that. Uh, That helps keep the show moving. I'm not going to say lights on, pays for hosting costs or anything else like that. You know all that. Mm Mm-hmm. Todd, did we have any art attacks this week?
0: We did from Rebecca's art. We had a spirit of death by Rebecca, which is a cool, uh, like, I want to say like a day of the dead kind of, I I don't know how to explain it. It looks like, I mean, obviously they paint their faces, but that's the look it has to me. Uh, look with like one horn coming out of the water. Uh, I'm, I'm more partial to uh, vertigo death, but this is a nice one too.
1: For sure. Um, I like the mask, and it's less of a mask than more of a skull head, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Part that jumps out to me, not as prominent in the uh, picture, of course. It doesn't have as heavy pencils as everything else. And that is whatever's laying on the water.
0: Right. I'm guessing that's like leaves or something. I'm not sure.
1: Uh, A nice subtle touch to add to the piece. Yep.
0: Yep. And also from our good buddy DJ, a Finnish Hayabusa drawing um, with a bunch of whole hashtags that I'm not going to read. Um, and he's going to keep doing it as long as Joe keeps putting him over. So I, not to be funny, I don't know who Hayabusa is. So I'm guessing that looks like him.
1: Yes, You'll have to uh, tell very me. much so. Uh, in, an oft, uh, or in a not very often seen brown attire, uh, Hayabusa was more... Brightly colored in your reds and greens and stuff like that. He was a high-flying, death-defying Japanese wrestler. If you were a wrestling fan in the 90s, um, you know, in America, of course, it was very difficult at times to get wrestling from other countries. But the two foreign wrestlers that I think most Americans of that period probably saw first one the great Muda, face-painted, high-flying character, Hayabusa, masked colorful character doing a lot of high flying and then later would be doing what's referred to as the death match stuff uh had a very unfortunate incident in the ring actually um where he uh ended up being paralyzed doing one of the moves during a match Uh, but he is um a much beloved a much um missed japanese wrestling character would have been great to see him get a full-time run in the united states but alas uh, DJ did a great job of capturing his essence. All right, so I think that would be it for the main show. Yes, um, believe- We're gonna get into spoiler-filled discussion of both The Flash and the season premiere of Falcon and Winter Soldier. So if you have not watched those, don't care, what have you, we bid you adieu. And, uh, yeah, let's get into it, Todd. So... Yes. Okay. I was gonna say, I had a notebook here, but people come in my office and mess stuff up. Oh no. They move stuff around on me. I don't like that.
0: Wow, that's when you have to keep a ruler for slapping knuckles, Joe.
1: Yeah. So um let's talk about the flash first, if that's okay with you.
0: I'm fine with that. Actually, that would be the way I would prefer it.
1: Right. So you and I had spoke prior to this and you had said that it was almost as though these first three episodes of this season, The Flash, were almost like uh, what would have been the last three episodes of the previous season.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and at, yeah. the time
1: that you, at the time that you had said that I had not gotten a chance to watch this most recent episode, and now that I have, I'm in 100% agreement with you.
0: Right, I mean, uh, This was
1: the season finale in episode three of this, uh, this seventh season.
0: Right, which would have been the three episodes that they needed to tack on the end. Adam kind of was, like, talking to me about it. He goes, like, have you seen He's like, no, this is, you're going you're gonna to think it's the finale. And I'm like, okay. And I watched it, and it was, you know what I mean? And I think, like we said, this is what we would have ended on last season. You know, they end up beating the Mirror Master, blah, blah, blah. Um, couldn't, couldn't get to and before we even reviewed the show, couldn't get to it fast enough, as far as I was concerned.
1: Okay. Go ahead. So, uh, Barry, we last left Barry in the previous episode of him being like all super smart, super fast smart, and that kind of made him not have his emotions normally, but Iris coming through the mirror universe and kind of being, you know, worse for wear, I guess would be the best way to put it, um, was kind of what snaps him out. The rest of the crew comes up and Barry is like, please help her. They hook her up to a bunch of machines, and it turns out that coming through and the time that she's spent in the Mirror Universe, uh, her brain has remapped, right? hmm So while all this is going on, Eva, uh, using her mirror powers, has unleashed a bunch of what they refer to a bunch of times during the course of the show as pod people. It's a, essentially, essentially mirror replacement duplicates of everyone in mm-hmm. Central City, right? Yep. Uh, Most notably, Sue's parents come up looking for her. She uh, had a contentious relationship with her parents and she in disguise shows up and lets Joe know that that's not really her parents. Joe asks where Ralph is and uh, Ralph's not there, Todd. He's tracking a lead. (laughs) Yes, he is. He's tracking something, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, it turns out that Uh, Eva can get her duplicates in to take over anyone through any reflective surface of any kind, which is pretty much, you know, everything. Right. Uh, So they call for them to turn off, like, all the electricity, go for a blackout in the city in the hopes to get rid of light to prevent as much reflection as possible. But I would say it's too late. Um, While Team Flash is scrambling to figure out what to do, uh, this is when Harrison Wells shows up mm-hmm. and explains how he was able to be here um, in that with all the other Wellses dissipating, the universe, the cosmos needed to write itself to have a Wells in this universe. So here he is from the one that we saw get buried on the side of the road in the previous episode, uh, saying it's a zero- uh, point 0.1% or 0.1% chance of this happening and working out. And here we are that it does. Mm-hmm. Um, so while this is going on, they're of course attempting to get the, uh, so Iris comes, help me out here. So Iris comes back. Cause she's hooked up to the machines and then she just is like up and around
0: yeah because barry doesn't have his speed and he's like oh like you know you were always my beak and he goes to see her and he touches her and there's a spark and he realizes that she had speed so that he thinks his speed force blah 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 is hiding in her and she could be that organic whatever that wells was to recreate an emotion uh speed force because that was the problem the artificial speed force was emotionless and that was what did it to, to barry so they're like oh if we can get it out of iris it we'll be able to make it work and in the end they they do she just pops up out of bed and walks in and touches the globe and it's like yeah hey, i'll touch you know blah 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 we'll have the speed force and he ends up getting his powers back i guess it's it's a weird episode joe
1: now, there's a bit here that we'll have to revisit with the post-credit sequence. When mm-hmm. Iris gets up, walks in, and touches the globe thing, mm-hmm. while Wells is working the controls of this thing, we see him look off to the side at something. We don't see what it is, but we see him looking, and he kind of adjusts his glasses a bit. Right. I guess maybe more on that later.
0: Yep, because I had a theory, but I don't think it's that, but go ahead.
1: Right, so... um sue dibney had left and uh while they were out there was a big explosion when she and ralph got uh reconnected and wouldn't you know todd (laughs) from saving sue from the explosion the heat of that explosion melted ralph's face
0: oh my god i hope he'll be able to look like he did before
1: well they put him in a containment suit and his voice definitely sounds a lot different. Mm-hmm. So I certainly hope that when Ralph comes back, he's the Ralph that we know and love before. <laughs> Dibney me out, Joe. A lot of cre- a lot of creative gymnastics here to get around this. Mm-hmm. Um, I-, I think they could have just said like, and I get you want to have Sue be part of the team again. Um, but I think if they just said like Ralph and Sue are are under deep cover, and then instead of having them come back an episode later or two episodes later after you said that, I don't know. Maybe they could have stayed in deep cover a little bit longer than two episodes.
0: I don't know, Joe. But then they have to pay that lady, and she doesn't work.
1: <laughs> That's true. It's like, oh, you have a contract that I have to pay
0: you. So, so and she's kind of like, I right, don't use me. I get paid whether I show up on the you know on set or not.
1: So. And uh, Cisco did make a remark that with the uh, the helmet on and the voice modulator on that Ralph sounds like a Dalek, so already I hate it.
0: Wow, that was the only positive. And then um, Barry said he looked like Daft Punk, and I was like, didn't they just break up? Did they? I, I think they did. Whatever.
1: So uh, while all this is going on, Eva essentially loses control of the mirror duplicates. There's too many of them. Um, She just can't control them anymore. So not unlike Barry reigniting the speed force with love, he and Iris help Eva redeem herself Mm -hmm. and stop the mirror duplicate pod people by holding Mm -hmm. her hands.
0: Yep, and then they were like, oh, you did a good thing. Go rule your mirror verse and you'll never be a problem again. Sounds logical.
1: I that's don't know I, if that's the best idea, but I guess this is how we're getting out of this story arc, right?
0: Right. There was a lot of problems. Like, obviously, like you said, the whole uh, Ralph Dibney thing I had a problem with, the whole Eva thing that it was uh, like Iris had powers because she was in the mirror for so long that she comes out and it's like, okay, and now we all touch. And uh, Barry's the Paragon of love, so that helps. And I'm like, oh, my God, so much stuff that I had completely forgot about because – it's been a year and that's why like this could have been the best episode of flash ever but it's like i'm so over everything that happened last year let's just start let's just wipe the slate clean and start over you know i want a new story not three episodes to end the story that i watched a a year ago it feels like so i don't know i just i just i just all around did not care and then there's a whole subplot with uh with uh, Cecile and Joe That was like Joe's the best actor on the One of the best actors on the show But I just did not care Do you know what I mean like whether or not he's going to walk into the mirror Verse or not I'm like this This whole thing could have been cut You know
1: Yeah it was like um, it, it definitely felt You know you had talked about Maybe there were people that needed to be Kept away for longer periods of time Because this was filmed just with like Two people in a room Mm-hmm. as opposed to the whole crew together. Right. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, I don't know. It wasn't my, my favorite ending, blah, blah, blah. And, I, and then we get, before we even get to the other thing that we have to talk about, we find out that well, that Wells Prime, let's just call him Wells Prime, the one that reverse flash stole his face, died bare on the side of the road. So Wells Prime is now time-traveling Wells, and he realizes that he has, he's going to live to ninety six. So I'm guessing the way all this works is he's like, I'm going to go back and take that time and revisit all the fun times I had with my wife. And I'm going to do that over and over again until I use up my 96 years. Does that seem like what he was kind of saying? I think so. Right. So he's like, okay, I'm just going to, you know, it's good to see you by uh, Cisco, who we never really met because I, I'm i not the Wells you had, to, like, who was your, you know, mentor. It was really uh, reverse flat. So this whole scene is bizarre. So he's going to go back and live, relive his life with his wife. I don't think that's going to happen. I think he will be back for some reason, but I don't know. I just don't, I, I, I'm like, if this is the way you get rid of, what's the actor's name? Like, it's just a sad, sad commentary, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: So then uh, our post-credit sequence is, I guess we see what Wells was looking at while Iris was touching the globe to reunite the Speed Force with love. And mm-hmm. it's a bunch of lightning shoots out of the building, and this time the lightning is all different colors.
0: Right, right. I originally thought he was looking at a version of like the speed force was bringing back reverse flash somehow
1: or somewhat or something or yeah.
0: Right. And it was like, he only, he could see it. And I thought because he was a Wells, that was the thing that would make him see it. But I think it's uh, because they mentioned that she had a different color lightning, just like their daughter did. So I don't know. It's like, were well, we going to have different color speedsters. Are we going to have the emotion spectrum from Jeff Johns? What's going to happen? I personally like to think this is the thing that gives Rainbow Raiders his, his powers. Hmm. Though there was a group of uh, when the Rainbow Raider wasn't around, there was a group of the Rainbow Raiders and they all had color based powers. So I wonder if we're going to get seven different villains and all together they're going to be the group, the Rainbow Raiders, which would be awesome. But I don't think they're going
1: to do. Um, I think this is going to be some sort of way to get more speed force people, more speedsters, people who maybe had speed stuff in them. Mm -hmm. Because the last time lightning shot out of the building, a bunch of people got powers. So I think this is just going to be a way to keep the the wheel of people having powers rolling.
0: Right. And there was a storyline during the Josh Williams run Williamson run where a bunch of people got speed and then the black hole, which was the group was trying to siphon it off. And that's where we got Godspeed from. And cause we never found out the origin of Godspeed. Remember? Right. It was just a speedster who was running around who spoke in, uh, AOL dial up there for a while. It had the beep and the boops and the whatnots, But, uh, so I don't know. I I have a feeling this is what's going to create, Godspeed because he was from the future So that and then there was like uh, I forget there was a one of the One of the great ten I think had Speed there was an like an Asian girl Who had so yes I have a Feeling we're going to get like you know seven Different speedsters out of this because that's All they know how to do with Flash if you, if you don't have super speed they don't know how to Make you fight him
1: right Cisco lost his powers Caitlin's powers Are just when she needs them it's just all speedsters all the time. hmm Or maybe, it's, it, I, and again, it, I definitely feel it's going to be speedsters, but maybe it's just going to be, like, super-powered people again, like the bus metas or something.
0: Oh, yeah. It's almost like the show has a formula, Joe.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I like this episode. I get the feeling that you didn't like this episode as much as I did. It was good. But it all just felt weird of them trying to f- tie up these loose ends from over a year ago, not having one of the key actors in the plan and <laughs> I don't that
0: know. was the one that hurt the most. The Ralph thing I don't know if I'm gonna be able to accept the new Ralph into my heart, you know what I mean <laughs>
1: um it's it, it, I think by them recasting him with a new plastic face and is gonna be. More distracting than just saying oh, he's gone.
0: I agree. I agree. But you can Like, what's the point of Sue if you don't have a Ralph? You know what
1: right. I mean. Well, you know, she could be sad that Ralph is dead. Oh, true. And I'll I... never let this happen again. So I'm, I'm your loose cannon. I'm your uh, person who doesn't play by your rules. Flash.
0: That's right. I threw the rule book out the window.
1: That's right. All right, Uh, last but not least, Falcon, Winter Soldier? Yes. So I I feel as though this is maybe one of the more straightforward things that we've watched in a long time.
0: Definitely.
1: Um, I got a lot of notes on Flash. I ain't gotten many notes on uh, Falcon, Winter Soldier.
0: Right, there's only a couple of things I want to touch on on Winter Soldier and Falcon.
1: All right, then I'll let you take point on this.
0: All right, so basically... Um, Falcon has uh, decided to take the shield that was given to him by uh, the the. Well, first of all, it starts out with uh, a good scene. Anytime you could bring uh, Bartok the Leaper into the show, there's a high energy uh, scene of him trying to get somebody back that that has been kidnapped, and uh, it's a fun aerial like shot, very well, like not on the cheap at all, of him going and, and saving this person. And I enjoyed it. Like, you know, there's wingsuits and the shield type fly out. Oh, it was, it was fun. So, uh, he ends up saving the day and we find out he's got, he's got uh, an assistant who helps him and everything. So that's cool. But then we find out that he's taking the shield back to the Smithsonian that, that Cap gave him and he's like, oh here like here, this is where it should be. I, I you know and I get the feeling just from watching it that the mantle would have been too heavy for him and he's like, this is where it's got to be. He ends up having a talk with uh, war machine, which is which is kind of cool, which I didn't even realize it as I was watching it is that in civil war it's because of Falcon um, that Rody can't walk so it's good to see that they they can you know be talking to each other if you know what i mean like it was the vision who zapped rody but he was trying to stop falcon so it's like that whole thing i i i'm cool with it so they they have a discussion and, and they leave and then now we cut to a winter soldier who's having visions he's having dr- like we think he's killing people as Hydra, but it's him having uh, dreams about it and he's reliving it and he has to see a a therapist and he ends up like, she's like, you you have to make amends. And he's going through, which is cool. Like Cap had his notebook of things he needed to see because he was in the ice so long. Bucky has his list of people. He needs like an AA thing. I have to make amends. And he's thinking about the person that he killed during a mission. This person was just a side guy who was working for somebody else. And as Hydra, he killed a bunch of these people. And it turns out that it's this, the son of an old man that he's been seeing and helping. So that's kind of cool. But that, the, the, what do you call it? The psychiatrist is like, I know this. And there's some fun back and forth between them and while this is going on we cut again to falcon he goes home to his to sister on the bayou who's running a like a shrimp boat and she's deep in debt and he's got the plan to get her out but she doesn't want any help she just wants to sell it all he goes to a bank loan that that was one of the most uncomfortable scenes in superhero like shows that i've ever seen is a superhero trying to get a bank loan and it's just not working and it may be because of his race and i'm saying because definitely because of it and just as it goes on it's tough to see while this is going on uh falcon's assistant has been following this this flag smasher people he goes tries to stop them they have like a flash mob kind of thing while they're robbing money which i thought was really cool and he may have superpowers Um, who the, the main flag smasher guy. And then in the end, uh, Falcon finds out that, uh, the shield that he gave because the mantle was too heavy for him, uh, is no longer in the Smithsonian that, and I looked this up government official is his name. I think it may turn out to be Del Rusk at some point Mm. (laughs) decided to give the shield to somebody else. And it's dollar store, Captain America joke. But yeah, that's the, the whole thing. I, re- I really enjoyed the Hydra stuff I loved. Uh, the, the the Bucky stuff I loved. I loved the Falcon stuff. Um, I just, my favorite part was watching people who have no idea who US agent is freaking out that they think this is the guy who's replaced Chris Evans. <laughs> like the meltdowns online
1: is absolutely fantastic. Now, I didn't see uh, anyone melting down over this is the replacement for Chris Evans, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But I did see a bunch of people of, like, huh, who is this guy, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, it was a nice pull at the end there to have uh, John Walker, U.S. agent, whatever it is, there as the new cap. Even though we don't know that for sure, but that's who it is. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I love that opening fight sequence. Like, that was so cinematic. And as you mentioned, uh, sometimes when you see something done on TV, it feels like it's done for the cheap. That did not feel like it was done for the cheap. Mm -mm. The Bucky stuff, I'm worried is going to get a little old. And it's not just because he's old. But the fish-out-of-water stuff, trying to get acclimated on top of, trying to fix all the things that he did when he wasn't in control of his own actions
0: Mm -hmm. is it the oh woe is me kind of thing i think so
1: um i I like the falcon stuff better Mm -hmm. um you know you mentioned the part with the the bank loan guy that was very uncomfortable especially when he's asking for selfies and asking for him to pose Uh, As you mentioned, obviously it feels racially motivated, but in the show, they get away with like, you have no records for the last five years. And at least in Marvel cinematic continuity, they're attempting to do some sort of clarification or some sort of effect on what happened to all of these people that were just gone for five years. And now they're trying to like rebuild or reclaim or reassess their lives and the difficulties that they're having with it that's what i took that scene more as than any sort of you know racially motivated thing but that's you know my take on things
0: see and and i don't usually veer into the race you know area because you know i'm a white bearded guy who doesn't know much like he never understand it but i look at it as this would be like oh this is the legal excuse we can use you know what i mean like i don't think we're gonna get our money back so uh we can use this legal excuse for it but in the end i really don't think of all of it it works because of the fact like i do think the falcon would be able to get a loan if that makes any sense like the guy who saved the the world kind of a deal yeah like somebody be willing to give him a loan like if it was just the sister by all means yes but when the falcon shows up on your doorstep you give him the loan just for the pr of the bank you know like that's your i don't know it 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 works and it doesn't all at the same time that's why the falcon was the more le- my my uh, lesser favorite of the bucky and the and him but i do like the whole family uh uh, nuance of of her like not wanting his help and he wants to save the boat and do charters and everything I, i do like that aspect because the bucky doesn't have anybody else no family to fall back on but that's all
1: right um but it was good you know like i said it was just a lot lighter than something that we've probably seen before um coming off of wandavision right yes so, this felt like more like what you would see in your cinematic movies as opposed to something that's a little bit more deep, a little bit more thought provoking. This is a little bit more straightforward, but still very enjoyable. Yeah, I have a feeling
0: when this is all said and done, this however long the episodes for six episodes are, that it's going to be feel like a legitimate uh, s- uh six episode, two and a half hour uh it's Marvel movie if you know yeah. what I mean as, as as opposed to whatever WandaVision was that you could you can go and I and I like the fact that this looks like it's going to be feel more like my favorite movie of the Marvel movies and it's more like Winter Soldier. It's yeah. gonna have that feel and that's what I want more of in my in my Marvel.
1: Right. And I want Batrock in the costume.
0: Oh, Batrock was so cool.
1: I, I want him in I'd
0: the costume. That. You want him in the costume? They kind of did. The, the helmet had the look, man. No. I want the orange. I want the purple. I want the whole thing. Right. And somebody said, which I found interesting, was in the credits or something. Yeah. That uh, that the word Mandapur was written, which is interesting because I always figured Mandapur was in the X books. So yeah, that's, yeah. that's out of the X world. And I'm like, ooh, I guess, you know, like we're we own the rights to that stuff so we can sprinkle it in as we see fit,
1: you know? Yeah. Maybe they could use like places and stuff, but just not people.
0: Right. I think they could use people. It's just, they want to put them where they want. You know what I mean? That when, when it happens, it's not going to happen in the second episode of Falcon winter soldier. It's going to happen, you know, as a end credit scene in one of the big movies. Yeah like
1: wolverine ain't showing up in this
0: right wolverine will be on the back end of whatever like i always said and i I always go because it's my heart of hearts like there will be the four in the sky or something you know what i mean like something we know and understand but setting the pace for what's coming
1: yes but
0: all in all i really enjoyed it
1: yep looking forward to the next episode Mm-hmm. And there is uh, episodes of both, uh, well, Winter Soldier, of course, is you know, it's Disney Plus, so it just comes out as it comes out. But there's, like, no, I know there was a Flash today, but there's, like, no preemptions in the future that I'm seeing here. Not that I know of. With the Flash,
0: I don't know, because we're on a weird schedule now, because we yeah. you know, because we're starting a season in March. Like right. Like, we, us- we usually would have started it in September.
1: Yeah. Yes, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how many episodes this ends up being too for the Flash, you know?
0: Right. I'm wondering if it's going to be twenty three plus the three on the beginning, or they're going to do the twenty three that they usually do. And this, the, I hope it'll actually be the like it'll be just twenty episodes. Like we're just going to take the the three to for the beginning because it always seems like we have too much during a Flash
1: season anyway. Mm. Uh IMDb only has up to episode six. Or, I'm sorry, yeah, episode 6 as, like, anything with a definitive title. But they have placeholders up to 18. That doesn't mean anything, though. That's true. Yeah. It'll definitely be (laughs) 6.
0: Right. As many as Winter Soldier and and, and Falcon has.
1: Yes. All right, everyone. Thank you very much for bearing with us, hanging in there for this episode 547 of Longbox Heroes for Todd, this is Joe saying thanks for listening, and we'll see you all here next week.
0: Remember, be a faucet, not a drain. You're listening to the soon to be named network, the Lamborghini. <laughs> of Podcast Network.